Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is Grant Saniskoy of Cleveland, Ohio's Bloodhounds, and I'm going to make sure that you have a link to learn about the band and track where they're headed in the future. Bloodhounds has been a project for close to two years now and has gone through a few different lineup changes. He's been working on some new material, a handful of songs for either a new EP or possibly a debut album. He's been flirting with a little bit of influence from the Violent Femmes and uh, Cassia Tone for the Painfully Alone, getting a little bit more experimental, if you will. The band was recently forced to take some time away from playing due to a hand injury from skateboarding, but this mishap has allowed Grant to use other creative spaces in his mind through reading and writing stories and poetry, which has been finding its way into lyrics of his new music. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing Philadelphia, Pennsylvania's Modern Baseball and their debut record, Sports, which was recorded at Free Studios at Drexel University and released back in December of 2012 on Lamo Records. So without further ado, let's welcome our guests to the program. Grant, it is um, wonderful to have you here. Thanks so much for making some time to be on Cover to Cover today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. What? made you, uh, you know, choose or select this uh, debut record from Modern Baseball? So it, it was kind of hard because I, um, well, I, I think what was most important to me about this this record above, like, many others is that this was kind of, like, I grew up listening to, like, some pop punk from, like, my sister. Like, she looked to me, like, My Chemical Romance, that kind of stuff. But um, for, like, most of my life, I spent a lot of time, like, taking music very seriously when I was younger, I guess. I listened to, like, all the, like, like very, like, like depressing, like, metalcore, angry, kind of, you know, the teen angst kind of stuff. And um, this record hit me very differently because it, it was this take on music that was a lot more... Um, it's sad, but it's fun. It's, like, a mature take on pop punk in a very, like, um, young way, very still. It's very youthful. Um, and... It, it got me to appreciate music in a very different way than, than any record had before it, I think, is, is uh, the importance that it held to me when I first thought of it. Yeah. Can you um, tell our listeners uh, who the vocalist or lead singer is and uh, who the additional players are that make up modern baseball? So there's two vocalists, and it's, I believe it's, uh, I, I, I don't know if her, I'm not sure if this is actually her pronounced name. It's Brennan Lucas um, is one of them, and, and he's I think he's a lot more on this record um, than than uh, the other one, which is um, Jake Ewald. Oh my god, I, I I wish I knew how to pronounce his name a little better. I think that's how you pronounce it though. Um, and that's what I think. One of the things I really like about this record is that is that because there's like two songwriters, there's two vocalists, you get um, such like a like a plethora of sound on it. You get like like I feel like uh, Brendan brings in a lot more of like the pop punk sound, and then whenever Jake comes on, it's you're gonna you're, you're gonna know it's like be a little bit more like a folky side, a little more interesting, a little bit more, um, and the lyrical content's clearly different too because Brendan's so much more upfront with everything, and then Jake is uh, a lot more metaphorical, I guess. Hmm. You know? Yeah, it seems like they're kind of uh, really 
interesting foils for one another. They keep mm-hmm. you on your toes. Yeah. yeah. You kind of described the origins of, you know, the types of music that you listened to before you discovered modern baseball. Um, can you, is there any sort of like little anecdote that you can share for our listeners as to how you discovered the group? Was it through a relative or a friend? And uh, um, how old were you when you first started listening to modern baseball? Well, let's see. So I think it probably started because I, I got into this friend group when I was about 16 or 17. And they were kind of like the hipster kind of group in my school. And they they were into like bands like they were into like, uh, sometimes like Citizen, Turnover, Modern Baseball, State Champs. Um, with stuff that I wasn't really into that much yet. I was still on the earlier Warp Tour kind of music, I guess. And um, I, I, so I just ended up hearing it a lot. And, and, and there was the one song, of course, that I heard that I, I'm, most people know by Modern Baseball was Your Graduation. And um, I remember the first time I put it on, actually, was in my car when I was driving away from school. And they were like, oh, he's listening to Modern Baseball. Um, but I didn't, and, and so that was my introduction to them, but I didn't really get into them until. Um, there was this person that I started dating when I was probably about 18, um, end of 17, maybe when I turned about 18, who um, listened to them a lot. There was a song by called Tears Over Beers, which is the, the first one I mentioned is by uh, Brennan, but Tears Tears Over Beers is by Jake, and that's that that was probably my introduction to liking them more so, um, which would make sense because. Later on, after the band broke up and, they, and Jake formed Slaughter Beach Dog, that became one of my favorite bands for a couple of years now, actually. Um, to the point where I, I, I listen to them probably more than modern baseball at this point. Yeah. Friends, we're talking with Grant Santoscoy here on Cover to Cover with Matt Target. Grant is in a, a band in Cleveland, Ohio called Bloodhounds. Um, Grant, talking about modern baseball's debut record, um, this feels like a good time to talk about some of your favorite tracks. You uh, you mentioned Tears Over Beers. Um, where would you like to begin? Would you like to talk about a little bit more about Tears Over Beers, or would you like to uh, focus on another track first? Start with Redo, maybe, first. I, I don't know if I can, I, I can go in, into, like, every single song on the record, um, but I can go into most of them. Okay. Because at, at one point, almost all of them have, have had some sort of, uh, influence or importance, I think, with me. Most of sure. them. Maybe not uh, a couple, like ones that I didn't really listen to ever much were Redone, um, Look Out, Play Ball, and See a Sucker, probably. Um, but the other ones, like Out of Outside in the Snow, I think you're in my profile picture once, which I love that one. Um, there, there's most of the beginning of the record is, is, is where I um, stay, I suppose. And then the last song, of course. But, um, I pr- probably would start with Redo. I guess, yeah. Okay. Specifically because I, I think that as their sound kind of developed, uh, and and I would say that Jake probably started to take more of the songwriting portion of the band. Um, songs like Redo, which were like, in my opinion, kind of like the, the core of their sound, kind of started to fall on the wayside. Um which means I, I so because I feel like they need to be a little bit more talked about, maybe. From my vantage point, redo is it, it starts off with this kind of like slow finger-picked electric guitar. It's very you know, kind of Steve Mouth, Steve Mouth, you know, from the 
pavement era of his career. And then, uh, I don't know, it kind of took me back a little bit to some of that energy of that early Strokes material circa 2000, 2001. Um, Yeah, that's just the kind of the vibe that I got from this particular track. Are there any, um, are there any lyrics in particular that stand out for you on this track? Well, I, I think that the lyrics, they're, they're, they're so on point, Brennan's lyrics. Like, they're, they are so, they're, they're upfront, they're very honest. They're, like, almost to the level of, like, a Daniel Johnston, just um, very just flat out exactly what he means. Um, mm-hmm. and, what, and that's what I think is, is uh, so, his, his music is always so naked, Um and I think what really comments it, of course, all the time is, is his vocals. They're so, like, imperfect. They're, it's almost like he's not even singing. He's kind of just um, talking over these, like, not quite lo-fi, but kind of um, like a slight jangle to his, like, guitar. Um, especially in the intro, yeah, it's, it's got almost like – it's a little bit less produced at first. I like that about it. Um yeah, I want to start from the top, maybe like a do-over, replace the voices in my head with blind, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that opening lyric right there. It really sets the table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends, we're talking with Grant Santoskoy here of Bloodhounds here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka, all things modern baseball and their debut offering known as sports. Uh, Grant, what's next? I guess, yeah, Tears Over Beers is fine, yeah. So, for me, Tears Over Beers was a song that I listened to a lot in the car, and, like, road trips, um, just drive. Because I, had to, I always had to drive a lot on the freeway from where I lived. And so I always kept on, like, this, like, maybe six or seven song playlist. There was something like Joyce Manor and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the first songs I actually was, like, because I, I always grew up, like, listening to, like, um, of course, like, metal music. You can't really hear a lot of the lyrics. Um, but when it came to this song, it was like one of the first times I felt like I really heard the lyrics to a song. I really started paying attention to them for the first time. And I could, I could never really quite pin down what he was talking about. But like, as I started to get older, I started kind of realizing it, I guess. What, what kind of lyrics in this particular song stand out for you? And how, how did uh, you relate to the lyrics? Well, I, it, I, I think I relate to the anxiety of it, is, is a lot of it, um, because he talks about, he found himself annoyed by a syndrome of sorts in his bones, and about the girl who's next to him, she found herself bored, and she realized if she wanted conversation, she's out of luck for three more years. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he found himself, like, kind of unable to talk about his feelings, talk about anything that he was feeling at the time, you know, and he... Anything, anything much at all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, he, and then he finally started to kind of change once he moved away from home, went to college, and he started to kind of grow into more of the person he wanted to be, I think. An excellent uh, quintessential coming-of-age story. Exactly. Well. Yeah, the whole album, yeah. is, it's like a coming-of-age story. So after Tears Over Beers, we have a track called The Weekend. There's a lyric in here that, that really stuck out for me. You've got a smile that could light this town and we might need it because it gets dark around here, real dark around here. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that is, that is understated and, and heavy in my opinion. 
Um, do you like this track? Um, is there any, you know, any sort of lyrical points that um, that are relatable to you, or is there, you know, just something else here underpinning um, as to why you might like this song? Oh yeah, I really like this song. So it's, it's it's like a it almost comes off like as like a party track, but it doesn't. It's not like a party track, you know. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it sounds like it it sounds like how it, how a party feels, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. And even in like the music video, it, it's it's um, I don't know. It's very fun. It's very free. And even though it, it still has a little bit of that anxiety to it, it's 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 like more of a jittery. I think is, is the is how I would describe it. Uh, like this is where I see like he has such like in- an interesting way of telling his like his, his lyrics like um, it was more than just a smile on my face covered in cookies and custard and cookies and cream pissed off I had to leave but it all has to end he just uses very interesting choices of how he wants to like set a scene and describe what's going on around him um, he's not afraid to talk about embarrass like things that are embarrassing he he just um, it's all just like what's going on and I and that's what I always found so interesting about them. That's what I find very, very intriguing about the band is that, is that um, they put things in a very interesting way, in a way that just most people wouldn't, I guess. Most people that be scared to have themselves seen that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used the word naked earlier. That that is such a that that is such a perfect way to describe <laughs> his yeah his his approach to songwriting for sure. Mm-hmm. After the weekend. We have an Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At CHLO3K. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's Chloe here. Um, I, I did a little bit of investigative research as to whether or not this is a real Instagram handle. And, uh, you know, I really came up empty here, Grant. Um, it quotes some lyrics, you know, about a Facebook status or just a couple of, you know, lyrics from this song. So, Somebody's kind of left this uh, this thing, this this handle that some human is behind, relatively ambiguous. Um, is this a song that you, you know in any way that you relate to, or is it a track that I don't know? Maybe it's not one of your favorites. What what say you? So I didn't I didn't like it as much when I was younger. I guess um, like when I first started listening to modern baseball, and I all like what I really wanted to hear was like the really pumped up songs and. And then, like, this song would come on, like, it's like, kind of acoustic-y, and I'm like, what, why am I, why am I listening to this? Um, but, I, like, a couple of years down the road, I started, I started hearing it more, and I, and I, so what I do know about it is that, um, I know that Brendan spent a lot of time on Twitter, he talks about it in the song a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm assuming this was Chloe's Twitter at one point, um, I'm not sure exactly who Chloe is to him, I don't know if it's, like, just a really good friend, I don't know if it's somebody who he had, a, like some kind of crush on, because I know he mentioned her on other in other tracks as well, mm-hmm. um, and I know there's even some female vocals on this on this album. I'm not sure if she's if that's Chloe. You know, I'm not I'm not completely sure about the origins of this. I've I've tried to look into it myself. I've, I haven't really been able to come up with much. Um, yeah, and that, I know that there's another vocalist here from also from the Philadelphia area when they were writing and recording this album, Adrian Gold. Um, mm. But I think she's, I think her vocals, uh, she provides on a different tune. I think you were in my profile picture once. Maybe that's a companion to this, uh, to this handle song. <laughs> so hey, I, I wish but I, I wish I, I could tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
I very much like this song because I feel like it, it 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 does a very good job of 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 kind of keeping the album from running itself out too much. It's a good like it, it's it's one of the things I like about this album is that it's kind of dynamic. It has this dynamics to it, um, and I don't know. Brendan does have um, like every so often he'll he'll drop a couple acoustic tracks on an album, and they're always very interesting, and I always like them a lot. And um, what I think this one's about because there was a very old release. Um, I think it was their first release on Bandcamp. Maybe it was Nameless Ranger. They had this song, or they had a song called Casket, which I think it's the same subject matter of this person who kind of that Brennan used to be friends with. Um, that seems to be he or Brennan seems to be trying to avoid now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and. I find that a little bit relatable about about the way that you sort of, um, when you go off after high school, you start to kind of lose touch with the people you used to know. And maybe it's because you wanted to, you know, and maybe it's because it was the right thing to do. Um, it's, I think it's about growing pains a little bit. And I, and I, I, I do find that relatable in a sense. Yeah. What's our next track? What, what should we talk about next? Hours outside in the snow. Um, I always found that one kind of, pathetic but not in a bad way if that makes sense in more of an endearing way um mm-hmm. which i think is is goes for a lot of brennan's songwriting not to be um i don't mean that as an insult but in any in any way shape or form i, I think it's it's something that people should be able to relate to a lot it's something that i i, I i've always envied in in brennan's songwriting is that is that like i said how brennan doesn't seem to mind opening himself up in a very, very, very personal way, in a, in a way of, of that, that I feel like most people would, would not want to be seen in. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, it's a perfect example of it. It's, 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 and it's such a, like a classic example of, 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 his, of Brennan's songwriting and, and, and most of the guitar work in, that will follow the band for years to come. It's a very solid track. I don't know. I, I it's, it's it's to me it's it's the same kind of feelings I get from like redo except a little bit sadder I guess because it's more it starts to get bleed into the the themes of the the, the next album uh, mm-hmm. where, where Brendan seems to be worrying or having more and more issues with this person that he's been pining over for for I'm not sure how long for in one of the songs in the next album he he says for that. Uh, it's been for like as long as everyone has known this person, basically. Yeah, there's a there's a lyric that I like in here, and though I'd like to say more, I guess I'll just duck and cover, almost praying that you trip over the cluster of words I laid out before having to leave. And then it and the, the song kind of ends with "Don't let me go back," and you hear the song, you hear the sound of the subject, Aaron, and her mm-hmm. answering machine. And there's, you know, it's anticlimactic. There's no message left. It's just, here we are, you know, really addressing, you know, the, the matter at heart of where things went wrong. Mm-hmm. Possibly. After hours, excuse me, after uh, after hours outside in the snow, we have, I think you were in my profile picture once. Um, yeah. Another kind of like finger pick, like really bassy, you know, acoustic guitar sounds on this one. Um, this is where we hear some vocals from Adrian Gold, uh, also, you know, based in Philadelphia. 
Um, what do you think about this tune? So this one actually, these days, I don't know if it's because I've just listened to other songs a little bit too much, but it's it's become probably the one I listen to the most. And uh, as I've gotten older, it's 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 I have trouble saying it's my favorite, but it's it's definitely the one I listen to the most. I, I I really I really like the production on it. I really like or the lack of production, I guess you could say, but but there is some <laughs> level to it, you know. There's it's 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 stripped down, but it's got like a but everything's kind of where it needs to be. Everything's where it should be. Um, the 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 companion the, the, like companion vocals that come in, they're they're so perfect for the song, and I and I and it's 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 kind of a risk, I guess, on a pop punk album to 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 use these different vocals to, to use like this acoustic guitar. Um, one that I'm, I, I'm very happy that modern baseball was like, the, like took on this, on this track and, and on, a, on a couple other ones too. But um, I, yeah, I find myself singing this song in the shower a lot, actually. It's, it's very, it's, it's, I find it catchy. I find it very interesting. I, I love the lyrics. I love everything about it really. It's, it's more of what I've been talking about. It's more of that anxiety. It's more of that, of that um, nervousness of, of, of saying what you mean, um, which is, I think it, that's one of the things I find most ironic about is about, about Brennan's work is that Brennan seems so scared and, and, and anxious to tell these people how, how, how Brennan feels, but at the same time is, is so able to get everything out there in, in such a, in such a beautiful um, way in these songs. Yeah, anxious. You said it. Anxiousness, nervousness, and nakedness. You know, to so many songs on this record. That that seems like that would be their calling card, <laughs> from you know, from a lyrical point of view and their approach to to writing. Okay, after I think you were in my profile picture once, we had redo at the beginning, but now we have redone and. Uh, at times, I heard some of that, you know, kind of surf rock influence, Dead Milkman, um, which is another really pivotal figure out there in the uh, Philadelphia music world. Um, mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think about Redone? Do you think it's kind of a continuation of uh, the way that they opened the record, or is this, you know, kind of a drastically uh, different song and uh, subject matter? I can only assume that they meant it to be connected yeah um, they I, I i like i don't know what, what i i never listen to the song a whole lot but I, I i do um it's still so much of just of just their sound it's so the way that the drums come in like kind of like interrupting um i love that about it um i don't it, it this is kind of where i i don't know as much about the album um this is where I'm not really I'm not really sure too much about this song. I never really got into it, I guess. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um okay. After uh after redone, we have a song called Cook. C O O K E. Um What do you think about this track? So I, I was listening to this one today actually in the car. What I what I found very interesting about it is that is that Knowing, like, listening to Slaughter Beach Dog now these days, because this is this is um this is a Jake song, um if I if I remember correctly, um you can kind of hear where um where Jake kind of got the idea for the later Slaughter Beach Dog song. It, it sounds like it could even maybe not fit 
on a Slaughter Beach Dog album, but mm-hmm. it's it's reminiscent of one in a not reminiscent because it came first. But um, you get the idea. It's it's mm-hmm. the way they were. It's so it's not pop punk, you know. It's so not pop punk, and it's on this pop punk record. I found it's very very interesting because you'll see acoustic songs sometimes in one, but like this isn't. It's acoustic-y, but it's not like un, like a singer-songwriter song, really. Um, it's got a little bit more of that folky touch that, that Jake brings sometimes. It's, um, it's I don't know, it's a very interesting choice I, I uh, to, to put on this record. And I found, I, I think that's what I like most about it, that it's so, it feels kind of out of place, but they make it kind of mesh into the sound of the rest of the album in a very interesting way, and I like that about it. Yeah, and they present a lot of their vulnerability with a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. Hey, after Cook, uh, we have See a Sucker. I reckon you grew up in a town that said reckon all the time, all your time, so vile yet concrete. And I heard little rumors here and there, little peeps, that you may never leave. I swear to God, if you never leave. There's a sense of moving on, leaving somebody behind. What do you think about this track? It's funny because there's a couple songs in Modern Baseball Plays that have, like, there's, like, um, there's one on the, on the album after this that even has, like, one of those, like, kind of baseball sounds, like a do, 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 do. And I, and I kind of hear that, not that, but, but something like that in this song. It, it sounds, it reminds me of a, of a baseball game. I don't know, the sound itself reminds me of a baseball game in a very odd sense. Um, not that I think that Modern Baseball are exactly a sporty type of people. But in, 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 a, in a weird way, I think that they were able to kind of get an audio version of that, in a sense. Um, yeah. Because I, I did go to a lot of baseball games when I was younger. So, it, I don't know, it, it just, it, it makes me, it reminds me of that in a very interesting way. I guess, nice. In, in the sound. Yeah. After Sea uh, of Sucker, we have a tune called uh, Look Out. Um, I was going to say play ball, you know, as, as soon as you started talking about the feeling of a baseball game with yeah. a sucker, but uh, but we could talk about look out first or go straight to play ball. What, uh, what do you think? Um, out of all the songs, look out is probably the one I've listened to the least. I, I, I've, I never really, I never really heard that one much either. Um, okay. okay. So I, I would say probably just straight to play ball. Okay. Um, what's, what stands out for you on this track? Is it, uh, is it the lyrics? Is it, you know, just, you know, possibly like some guitar tones that, that are uh, found in this track? What, um, what makes this song, you know, make a playlist for you or a mixtape? Um, I, I like the lyrics probably the most. Um, I, I find them very odd, I guess is, is, is really the best way I can describe them. I, I've, I've, they're very much, it all, it all, it all, it all, reads a lot more like poetry in my opinion than, than a lot of um, the other tracks on this album um, in a sense of a little harder to interpret for me personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've always, I've always kind of found this track puzzling a lot more metaphorical. Um, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I, I, I've never been able to really pin down what it's about uh, every time I've heard it. Um, except that I, 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 I'll always hear those first couple lines of like these words were thrown together when I still had my faith in hand, keep it in my back pocket when the change with the change I had to spare. Um, I like that line. I just, I just, I wish I knew more of what they were talking about, I guess. 
it's, it's kind of cool and open-ended in that way. You can kind of take it for what it is and, you know, find ways of applying it to your own world, I guess. Even if you really don't have a firm understanding of what the <laughs> protagonist in the song is, you know, going for. You know? I, I, I understand to an extent that it's still about these, these, these same th- themes of like anxieties of, of communication and, and, and like a trying to grasp like an understanding of maybe the people around them. But um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's still a little puzzling to me, I suppose. Friends, we're talking about uh, modern baseball's 2012 record titled sports here with Grant Santoskoy of the Cleveland, Ohio rock project known as Bloodhounds here on cover to cover with Matt Parka. Um, let's see. After play ball, we have a tune called Coles, which is a, Back to that sort of, uh, you know, folkier kind of side of the band. Um, you know, kind of spliced in there is some tambourine. Um, what do you think about Coles in general? This closes the entire record. It's, not, it's another acoustic track. It's another one. Yeah. Um, on top of everything. It, it's, it's once again, that's why I like the album. It's, it's, it's a pop punk record with so much else to it. Um I like this one a lot. I like I I love Jake's lyrics in this. Um, I love the sound. Uh, I love that like that line that he sings over and over. And I'm all right. I'm always getting better. I love I love the like how well he's able to create a scene um, every time with all with all his lyrics. Um, it's always odd word choices too. There's there's one specific if I can find it. Hold on. Oh yeah, dead. Well, there's since the beginning. Oh my god. Dead, gene, dead dreams and debauchery scenes. That's such a mouthful. Um, yeah. And that's what I always, I always find in a lot of their lyrics, like that they always use these like kind of these words that are kind of longer. Not that they're even that like complex. It's just that they're they're big words. They're odd words. They're words that you wouldn't think that would you would want to fit into a song, but they always fit in there. And I think that's kind of the thing is that they don't quite. Fit in a, in a way, like they fit, but they're they're odd. They kind of hang in the air in a weird way, um, and I think that kind of contributes to the sound. Um, it's because like, it's kind of awkward, and they're and the whole sound is that they're they're kind of awkward, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I I I really I really do love the song. Um, I really love again this this lack of production that they have, both kind of in the mixing, but and also in the in the instrumentation of it um yeah, I, I find it i find it I, I i've been listening to this one a lot actually recently as well yes um and i can definitely see where uh jake went into slaughter beach dog from here yeah so we've just completed the entire record known as sports by modern baseball um grant i'd like to close our conversation by talking a little bit about cover art so when you look at this studio album and you're just really honing in on that piece of cover art. What kinds of images are conjured up in your mind when you see this? Do you think this is an accurate representation of what you're going to expect when you, uh, when you, you know, peel off the plastic or if you've, uh, you know, added it to a playlist of some sort, if you're streaming it on your favorite, you know, platform service, you know, you're going to see this, you know, cover art no matter what. What do you take away from this image? I always found it really odd. I always thought it was a very strange choice. Um, 
when I first saw it, I like you, you kind of see it. You're not really, I, I feel like it, it doesn't really tell you what's going to be there, but afterwards maybe you, you kind of um, understand. I, I like, one of the things I like most about albums um, when it comes to cover art, one of the things I really loved about Nirvana was that there was, there's always like a main color or a main theme, like, like, um, and, and, and that color, like the main color of like the palette of the, of the, of the, of the cover art um, should kind of correspond to the, the, the feelings of the album. And I think yellow uh, is, is this like kind of like pale, not pale, but like a, almost like a, like a retro kind of yellow, like whatever color mm-hmm. you say that old pictures are. Um, I, I think that works really well for the album. I think that that's a very, I like that about it. Um, I don't know. That's one of the things I think matter the most when it comes to a cover is, is that there's, kind of a dominant color um when it comes to the 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 the, uh, the subject matter of this there's like a little girl uh fishing um I, I i never really looked much into it i never really looked into why i know that on the cover it is apparently chloe from the song uh chloe like mm-hmm. one of her baby pictures um and apparently this had in like a really early interview but i'm not exactly sure why I, maybe it's i i was thinking maybe it'd be ironic in a way, because like it's fishing, which is like a sport, but it's not like a sport. Sport. It's not like a physical sport, like baseball or like football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very. It's very much more casual and chill. Um, and and the fact that it's like a child on it, I think, is 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 kind of funny because it's, it's like this kind of retro type of yellow. Um, so it's like youth with like a sense of like looking back. Um, mm-hmm. I like that about the album because it, it is a very youthful album, it's, but it's also very reflective. Um, Definitely, and, yeah. And it's, like, and it's kind of about these like growing pains. It's kind of about these anxieties of moving away, sort of. It's kind of about um, about, about growing, and I, I, I and that's what I thought of when I when I saw the record uh, after listening to it a couple times. Is that, um, and that's that's why I think it's fitting, and, and even though it is a little odd at first. I love the use of shadow. Um, the fish mm. that the little girl's caught is, I mean, it's, it's kind of this stark black, you know, and against that pale yellow you're describing, it's just, you know, it's just so vastly different, um, you know. And then sports is in these big blocks, uh, white letters, um, modern baseball is in lowercase letters. I just, I don't know, just the the usage of kind of black and white always, has, you know, struck me as, you know, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the the idea of sports and you know like for, you know forgive this you know analogy here, but some you know if you're you know in many of the lyrics um, you know there's this there's this idea of kind of like searching for the one and the idea of you know there are different fish in the sea if you will and <laughs> it seems like the protagonist in some instances is trying to catch some fish and, hmm. you know, and, and relating it to those kinds of growing pains. I don't know. That was the, that I was like my, that. Yeah. that was, that was my kind of like interpretation of the cover. This is really great, Grant. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation here overall about the record and, you know, about relating it to this piece of cover art. Um, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, Grant Saniskoy from the band Bloodhounds from Cleveland, Ohio. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me.
All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.